Hi, this is Brad Constantine, and you've reached the Book of Mormon Lecture Series. I've been teaching seminary and institute for the last 11 years, and uh, this is an attempt to do a deep dive into the Book of Mormon itself. I'm hoping that you'll find this uplifting and edifying. This is not an official recording of The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, but every attempt has been made to be as doctrinally accurate as possible. So if you're ready for a deep dive into the Book of Mormon, here we go. Hi, and welcome back to the Book of Mormon podcast. This is going to be for Chapter 7 of the Book of Ether. So the Book of Ether, we know, stands as a witness against uh, those that don't keep the commandments, how they will be swept off from the land of America, from the land uh, or the continent of America. And uh, this is going to show us the, the truth of that. All right, verse 1. It came to pass that Uriah did execute judgment upon the land in righteousness all his days, whose days were exceedingly many. And he begat sons and daughters, yea, he begat thirty and one. Wow, his wife must have gotten tired. And among whom were twenty and three sons. And it came to pass that he also begat Kib in his old age. And it came to pass that Kib reigned in his stead, and Kib begat Korihor. And when Korihor was thirty and two years old, he rebelled against his father, and went over and dwelt in the land of Nehor. And he begat sons and daughters, and they became exceedingly fair. Wherefore Korihor drew away many people after him. And when he had gathered together an army, he came up into the land of Moron, where the king dwelt, and took him captive, which brought to pass the saying of the brother of Jared that they would be brought into captivity. Now the land of Moron, where the king dwelt, was near the land which is called Desolation by the Nephites. And it came to pass that Kib dwelt in captivity, and his people under Korihor his son, until he became exceedingly old. Nevertheless, Kib begot Shul in his old age, while he was yet in captivity. And it came to pass that Shul was angry with his brother, and Shul waxed strong, and became mighty as to the strength of a man. And he was also mighty in judgment. Wherefore he came to the hill Ephraim, and he did molten out of the hill, and made swords out of steel for those whom he had drawn away with him. And after he had armed them with swords, he returned to the city Nehor, and gave battle unto his brother Korihor, by which means he obtained the kingdom, and restored it unto his father Kib. And now behold, of the thing which Shul had done, his father bestowed upon him the kingdom. Therefore he began to reign in the stead of his father. And it came to pass that he did execute judgment in righteousness. And he did spread his kingdom upon all the face of the land, for the, space, for the people had become exceedingly numerous. And it came to pass that Shul also begat many sons and daughters. And Korihor repented of the many evils which he had done. Wherefore Shul gave him power in his kingdom. And it came to pass that Korihor had many sons and daughters, and among the sons of Korihor there was one whose name was Noah. And it came to pass that Noah rebelled against Shul, the king, and also his father Korihor, and drew away Kohor, his brother, and also all his brethren, and many of the people. And he gave battle unto Shul, the king, in which he did obtain the, the land of their first inheritance, and he became a king over that part of the land. And it came to pass that he gave battle again unto Shul, the king, and he took Shul, the king, and carried him away captive into Moron. And it came to pass that as he was about to be to put him to death, the sons of Shul crept into the house of Noah by night and slew him, and broke down the door of the prison and brought out their father, and placed him upon his throne in his own kingdom. Wherefore the son of Noah did build up his kingdom in his stead, nevertheless they did not gain power any more over Shul the king, and the people who were under the reign of Shul the king did prosper exceedingly and wax great. And the country was divided, and there were two kingdoms, the kingdom of Shul and the kingdom of Kohor, the son of Noah. And Kohor, the son of Noah, caused that his people should give battle unto Shul, in which Shul did beat them and did slay Kohor. Now Kohor was, had a son whose name, who was called Nimrod, and Nimrod gave up the kingdom of Kohor unto Shul, and he did gain favor in the eyes of Shul, wherefore Shul did bestow great favors upon him, and he did do in the kingdom of Shul according to his desires. And also in the reign of Shul there, were, there came prophets 
prophets among the people who were sent from the Lord, prophesying that the wickedness and idolatry of the people was bringing a curse upon the land, and they should be destroyed if they did not repent. And it came to pass that the people did revile against the prophets, and did mock them. And it came to pass that King Shul did execute judgment against all those who did revile against the prophets, and he did execute a law throughout all the land, which gave power unto the prophets, that they should go whithersoever they would. And by this cause the people were brought in unto repentance. And because the people did repent of their iniquities and idolatries, the Lord did spare them, and they began to prosper again in the land. And it came to pass that Shul begat sons and daughters in his old age. And there were no more wars in the days of Shul, and he remembered the great things that the Lord had done for his fathers in bringing them across the great deep into the promised land. Wherefore, he did execute judgment in righteousness all his days. So you can see that we have occasionally righteous kings and then wicked kings, and it just keeps going back and forth uh, to one or the other. It's interesting to note here that uh, because this this time frame when they left uh, the Middle East area or the Old World, and whether it was like between 2500 and 2200 BC, that this was prior to the Law of Moses, so we don't see where they're where doing sacrifices. They do have prophets among them, but it doesn't really make mention much about priesthood here, priesthood authority that they have. So I'm wondering if they even had the priesthood. So it's interesting uh, to note or to see what's uh, what kind of a civilization they had. There's not a whole lot of information given. We don't know whether they had the church, whether they had priesthood. Uh, it does mention prophets, so you kind of think they might have had something, but it doesn't really. It's not very explicit. I bear testimony that these things are true, and say this in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. See you next time.